and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Kimberly Regalinski. And I'm Todd Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local Maine magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram through the show notes. In this episode, we are talking with Kevin Fletcher from the Fletcher Group at Keller Williams. Kevin has over 23 years experience in commercial and investment real estate, completing transactions from Seabrook, New Hampshire to Bangor, Maine. He brings a down-to-earth approach to his business and a strong work ethic. He served as the president of the Maine Commercial Associate of Realtors from 2017 to 2019, was voted the 2007 Realtor of the Year for the same organization, and was Keller Williams Commercial Newcomer of the Year in 2019. As if that wasn't enough, he also serves on the board of directors for the Auburn Business Development Corporation. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Yes, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're so glad that you're here. This is exciting. So this is our, we're having a lot of firsts today. We just interviewed a author uh, today, but now this is our first real estate guru. So we're really excited about this. Yeah. Well, I'm honored, I'm honored to be the first and I'm honored to be on the podcast with you. Yes, this is awesome. So Kevin, tell us, um, how did you get started in real estate? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, long pause. Alex, cue, cue the music. <laughs> Okay. That's, that's a thoughtful pause. It's okay. Yeah, a thoughtful pause. So I worked, I got out of the, the, uh, the United States Army in 1996 and found uh, employment difficult at the time in Maine. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I ended up getting a job at the Androscoggin County Sheriff's Department mm-hmm. and shift work found me with 15 days off a month. Mm-hmm. And at 23 years old, that was just far more time than I needed. So... Um, <laughs> My uncle was in real estate. Uh, my mother had worked in and out of real estate periodically over the years, and, and I just kind of been drawn to it. Uh, I opted to get my real estate license in 1997, and uh, by 1998, I was in, in real estate full-time. Wow. wow, that's great. So what is it that you love about real estate? What I like about real estate is that it gives the average person an opportunity to control their own destiny. Mm, so if true. you are... You know, if, if, if you're going to seek an avenue of, of real estate brokerage as a career, then your your income level is, is really un, unlimited. Mm-hmm. One of the things that frustrated me when I worked at the sheriff's department and, and even in the United States Army was you would have somebody with tenure that had just been around longer mm-hmm. and they could be lazy, but they made more money. Wow. And and I think that's that really resonates with a lot of people, because in certain jobs, you'll just have people with tenure that have been there longer and they get paid more. And real estate gives you an opportunity to have unlimited potential and control your own destiny. And if you utilize it from an investment perspective, I mean, you've got unlimited potential with real estate investing to grow your net worth and provide really legacy uh, leaving opportunities and funding for for your kids, grandkids, or that's so cool. or anybody. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you kind of feel like your previous ex- work experience at that point helped you, helped lead you in and put you on a good path in real estate? Or was it just almost like you were in the army and the next thing was, you know, you were able to find a job with the sheriff department and then this came along and you're like, oh, wait, 
this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Or did you kind of, can you kind of see a, a line going through those experiences to real estate? That's a great question. I don't know that there was ever a direct path or ever if there was really a moment where I was like, okay, this is what I was meant to do. I'm not sure that anybody really grows up in high school or college and, and says, hey, when I grow up, I want to be a real estate broker. Mm-hmm. But, but the work ethic that was taught certainly helped me prepare for this business because, mm-hmm. you know, I had my first job at 12 or 13 years old, riding my bike in gray down to the plaza where we'd get picked up on a bus and we went and rigged blueberries in the summertime. And I got a work permit to work at 14 years old at Burger King. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked since, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. So I think mm-hmm. that work ethic certainly helped carry over to real estate where, you know, real estate doesn't provide you with an opportunity where if you work today, you get paid tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or you, you work this week and you get paid next week. Mm-hmm. And so it really does give you unlimited potential theoretically from an earnings perspective, but you have to have that drive and determination to Mm -hmm. break through Mm -hmm. and realize that what you do now, you'll reap the rewards of 90, 120 or 180 days down the road. And what Mm -hmm. you don't do now, you're going to see 90 and 120 and 180 Mm -hmm. days down the road. And so if you get into a funk now, or you say, well, I'm going to take today off. It's a nice day, right? We're, you know, November 10th and we're recording this and it's 70 degrees out. It would be a great day to take off. Mm-hmm. But if I do that, then I'm going to feel it down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like a, it sounds like even some of the discipline, because as I mean, I, I've never been in the military myself, but looking from the outside and from talking to people who have been that, that idea of discipline mm-hmm. and self-discipline mm-hmm would seem to be a big part of, of, of what you're talking about. It certainly helps. And, and, and the discipline that the service provided me is exactly what I needed at 18 years old. So mm. let's just say I was, I was not, you know, I wasn't on a horrible path, but I certainly, um, I wasn't going to college. Let's just leave it at that. And, and, and the discipline that the U S are, you know, that the military provided me, I, I still appreciate that to this day. That's awesome. Mm. Now, what is it about uh, commercial real estate that drew you to that or, or is an area that you like to concentrate in? What, what is it about that? Well, that's a great story. I, I, the first brokerage firm that I worked for, I sat across the desk from this, the, the, the broker owner and I said, boy, you know, I, I, I think I want to get into commercial real estate. I mean, it just seems to me like, the, you know, the numbers are bigger and therefore if the numbers are bigger, you're going to make more money. And I have a relatively simple approach when I got my real estate license. I said, okay, I get paid when people buy and sell real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, I might as well work with some investors because they buy and sell multiple real estate in a given year. Mm -hmm. So it it was just kind of a natural transition to go from working, you know, trying to work with investors in the multifamily market to then go into commercial real estate. And the broker owner said, well, I don't know, You, you, you really can't do that. You know, you're going to have a hard time competing with everybody. Mm. <laughs> so I just kind of chuckled and, and uh, proved him wrong. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it is, it is kind of funny because there, there's always those examples of, I remember a story for, from a screenwriter specifically. Someone had told him, oh, well, you can't, you can't adapt to this book. This person has tried it and they failed. And this person tried it and they failed. And he says, that's such a great thing to tell a young writer. Cause of course, when I graduated, that was the first thing I tried to do, you know? And it's, it sounds like it's a, the best thing to tell like someone in that stage early on, like, oh, you can't do this. Oh, really? Watch me. <laughs> 
let me let me go out and just outwork you on that one. Well, That's it, so great. And, and that happens throughout the course of your life. And it's easier as we get older and, and, mm-hmm. and I'd like to think wiser to look back and say, oh, you know, all of these lessons that we learned in life. And that was a blessing. At the time when mm-hmm. I got up from his office, I wasn't feeling like it was a blessing, but certainly mm-hmm. it was a blessing at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and you have to kind of shift and adapt and, and help or have that help feed you mm. in your motivation. Because mm-hmm. mm. there's always going to be challenges. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell us, Kevin? So what are some of the services that the Fletcher Group offers? So, you know, my basis has always been commercial investment, real estate brokerage. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate the investment the investment side of real estate. Mm -hmm. Now with the investment side, I was looking at some stats over the last couple of months and I think I'm over 400 individual apartment buildings that I've sold in 20 years. Wow. Wow. You know, so multifamily is, is a great investment property. I sell a lot of single family investment properties because I think single families are an untapped potential for an investment piece of real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but with that comes commercial leasing. You know, if mm-hmm. I sell a retail strip center to an individual or a client and a tenant moves out, he's got a vacancy. We do commercial leasing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do office leasing and, and, you know, it runs the full service on the on the commercial side from both investment. We've done a lot of warehouse deals, land, uh, land development deals, mm-hmm. uh, built to suit, those sort of things. So really full service on the commercial side. And in 2019, I started Northeast Real Estate Management. So we, mm-hmm. we launched a third-party management, co- uh, management company in 2019, mm-hmm. specifically designed to help our clients maximize their potential return on real estate and really try to customize the brokerage, I mean, the management side to work synergistically with the brokerage side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the years, I had seen some things in the property management business and feel that I didn't particularly, it didn't fit my model, or at least my mm-hmm. thoughts pertaining to the business. So, you know, starting the company created me, you know, allowed me an opportunity to take my vision and put it down into something that I can feel pretty good about sharing with our clients. Mm-hmm. And then in, uh, in early in 2020, when COVID-19 hit, uh, we, were, I, we really saw a pretty good impact to commercial real estate Mm -hmm. at least in my marketplace and and what I was dealing with the pandemic and when Mm -hmm. that hit in early 2020. Uh, So uh, the natural progression seemed to be launching residential real estate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in in early 2020, we brought some brokers on board and now we have a residential real estate arm, a commercial real estate division and property management services. So you guys offer it all. You're pretty much a, you know, one-stop shop. Theoretically, we're a one-stop shop. Uh, You know, The one-stop shop with a mindset that we feel like we can help the client. And at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, our entire business model revolves around our clients Mm -hmm. and what their goals are, what what they're looking to achieve. Mm -hmm. But yes, we we value the fact that we believe that we can help just about anybody in the state of Maine Mm -hmm. with their real estate needs. Um, Mm -hmm. And we believe that there's a lot of synergy between our property management division in their services with our residential division and their services and the commercial investment side with their services. I believe that the industry is changing a little bit in that the client really is starting to value the relationship more than anything else. 
mm-hmm. because information is very prevalent in today's marketplace. Mm-hmm. Clients can go on their cell phone at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night when the kids are in bed or the homework is done and dinner's put away and mm-hmm. get all the information they need. But what they want is they want somebody to help decipher that information and give them really good advice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's where I believe that creating that synergistic approach where our company can really meticulously maintain the relationship with the client in mm-hmm. all three of these different sectors. That's awesome. So what would you say is one of the biggest challenges you're either facing right now or that you have faced in the last year? I think we're in unprecedented times with the pandemic. And I don't know that we all know what that's going to entail. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing record numbers still being set in daily cases. You know, we're hearing rumblings of a vaccine that may work. It often feels like we're in unprecedented times. And over 20 years, there's been times when I've looked back and be like, oh, we're, you know, we haven't seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, interest rates are really low. And I don't know what that's going to do for the long term with inflation. Um, the stock market is really high, and I don't know what that's going to do if anything happens there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that there are some challenges ahead. I think that we're seeing, you know, the real estate industry as a whole is seeing shifts in, in ripples and, and effects by social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, you can't make a mistake now, right? Because if you make a mistake, everybody hears about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic about real estate over the next 10 years. I think that it's still a tremendous industry. I'm still, mm. um, I, I would love to entertain having a conversation with anybody that wants to explore real estate as a, as an, as a profession for now or mm-hmm. for the future, because I do believe that it's a tremendous opportunity. And I think the next 10 years, even in the state of Maine, even with some unknowns with the pandemic, even with some unknowns regarding interest rate, even with some unknowns regarding inflation, is still a better place to park your money. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. So we, we've talked about some challenges. Let's talk about success now. So what would you say has been one of your biggest success you've had in the last year? Finding some key partners to partner up with in my mm-hmm. business. I mean, there's no way I could run three separate divisions and three separate, you know, theoretically three separate companies without good key partners. Mm. Mm. And that starts with my wife all the way down to my director of operations to key partners in, in the brokerage business. I couldn't do it without them. Yeah, getting getting the right people in the right places will make things significantly easier, it seems, in, in most any area of business, even if it's sometimes just you're the only person in the business or there's only two people in the business. It's really just understanding where areas are and where you ought to be. And what their lanes are and what your strengths are, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody's got strengths. And and so from our perspective, what we try to do with our brokers is to find them or help them find their strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are they the best at? And whatever they're the best at is what they're going to be most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, let's face it. If, if we're passionate about something in, in our business, we're going to be better at that sector of the business. Mm-hmm. And so when we try to work with our, our brokers on our or in our organization, it's to help them find their strengths and what their path is and where they want to stay focused on and get them to stay focused into that mm-hmm. and to increase their potential in that division. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. How do you think that real estate will change in the next couple of years, or how would you advise somebody looking to get into commercial real estate? 
over the next couple of years? In 20 years, I don't, 25 years, I don't know that the basic fundamentals of real estate has brokerage has changed. Mm. You still need to be nice. You still need to be friendly. You still need <laughs> to talk to people. You still need to, you know, watch out for your client's best interest and not lie, not cheat, not do bad things. I mean, so the basic fundamentals, I don't know, are ever going to change in, in our profession. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the tools that we have in our toolbox are constantly evolving. And mm-hmm. if you're not evolving with that, then mm-hmm. you're going to struggle in the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've seen technology just increase the amount of production that we can do, uh, say, tenfold. It could be a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first got licensed in the business, there was still MLS books. Nobody had a computer. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a pager. Nobody had a cell phone. You still went to the office and got the, pink, the, the little pink slip that somebody put in your mailbox when somebody called you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in 2000, 2001, you know, there was the, 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 the dot-com boom, you know, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, the dot-com boom. And there was rumors that the real estate brokerage business was going to go away mm-hmm. because technology was going to be online. Mm-hmm. The tools have constantly been evolving over the last 20 years, and I don't think that's going to change. And now we're faced with social media. It's another mm-hmm. tool in our toolbox. Mm-hmm. And if we don't adapt and overcome and understand the tools that we have, then we're going to struggle in the business. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. How would you say that you, that, how do you define success, whether it's in your business or in your life? How would you define success? Probably the best quote I ever heard was success is being able to do what you want with whom you want, whenever you want. Mm. That's what I want. That's what I want for, for my life. That's what I want for my brokers. That's for what I want for the people that choose to work with us mm. is we want to give them the freedom to do what they want with whom they want, whenever they want for as long as they want. Mm-hmm. Mm. That it's would be freedom. amazing. Yeah, that is freedom. Like it's freedom. It's giving someone that freedom to be successful and to dream and to achieve. Success for me is not about a dollar amount or the most Mm -hmm. money in the bank or, Mm -hmm. you know, I have the belief that we are given the certain rights and and abilities in life and that it's Mm -hmm. up to us to use them. Mm -hmm. And if we have a skill set, yes, I do believe that we should utilize that skill set. I do believe that money is something that can allow us to do good in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll say this. If you're a jerk and you are broke, you're still a jerk. If you're a jerk and you have money, you're still a jerk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep, That's the truth. But if you are a good person and, you know, I I just think that when people have success in a monetary way, they can do more good. Yeah, Mm. it's true. So my belief in trying to grow this company and the culture behind the Fletcher Group as we're running this thing, it's not about being the biggest or the best. It's about having fun, working with mm-hmm. people that we're going to be with for the next 40 to 50 hours in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all getting along. We're all enjoying ourselves. We're pushing each other for success for our clients and for ourselves in order to do good with the world. Mm. Mm. Love that. So who would you say, who or what would you say inspires you? Oh, good question. I think that that's a little bit different in whatever sector that you're talking about. I mean, If you're talking about professionally being inspired, my goodness, I've met so many great business people. I've got some I've got some clients that run exceptional businesses 
that is still extremely grounded and down to earth that I, I aspire to be. Mm. You know, when you've got somebody with a, a multi seven figure net worth and they're still humble, mm. that's, that's, that's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then there are some great brokers that I work with. I've met some phenomenal real estate brokers in my career, not just at Keller Williams, throughout, you know, throughout the Maine Association of Realtors that are, I mean, we're very blessed in the state of Maine to have some great leadership in our profession. Mm-hmm. You know, people that genuinely care about the industry, people that genuinely care about the profession. Mm-hmm. That inspires me. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to shift to the point in my life where I still love my clients and I still want to work for them and I still want to help them through the real estate transactions like I am. But I also mm-hmm. want to start giving back to brokers and helping teach them. Mm. and train them and and help them grow their career and their profession. Um, I've had some great mentors over the last 20 years and and I'm ready to do that. Mm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So we always like to kind of bring it back to home and we we like to talk about we live in such a great state. So we always want to ask, what are some of your favorite things about Maine? What is it that you that you love about Maine? I'm an outdoorsman. I Mm. um I love being outdoors. I love hunting and fishing. This is one of my favorite times of the year is the fall, September, October, November. I, I love the ocean. I love the fact that in the state of Maine, you can be, you know, 45 minutes to the mountains mm. and within 45 minutes to the ocean. Yeah. Mm. And when I say within 45 minutes to the mountains, you can be 45 minutes where you won't see a soul. Yeah. Mm. And then you can go to the, I mean, what a great state. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm not a big fan of February. I'll just throw that out there. (laughs) That is the month that seems to just hit the hardest. Oh, my goodness. March is a very, very close second. Yes. Okay. Um, The snow, the winter doesn't bother me. The cold doesn't bother me up until some point in that late January into February where I'm like, okay, this is getting a little old. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't think you're going to find a whole lot of disagreement there, no. except from except from the snowmobile crowd. But they have so many layers on that I think it's just. <laughs> yeah. But even with this, yeah. you know, I, I've been on snowmobiling trips. I've I've snowmobiled into Quebec and and Quebec City. Nice. I love snowmobiling, but oh my god, February is cold. <laughs> it's, you know, enough is enough. We're getting to the end here. So. And the only saving grace with March is like you get a few days where it warms up and you start yeah. to see yeah. the thaw. But then you get yes. mud season. Yeah, the, the light <laughs> yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and then by and then by July and August we forget all about it. Oh yeah, and then everyone's complaining about how hot it is. Yeah. And then they for, they completely forgot about February. It's yeah. it's like collective amnesia. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, which true. is which is charming in and of itself, really. But but what I mean, what a great state, right? Where we can yeah. have all of this natural resources at our fingertips to do whatever we want to do to go to the beach yeah. and go walk this and go walk Mackworth Island in Portland or, yeah. or go climb Bradbury mountain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or we can shoot up to Acadia national park within the same day. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And yeah. really some great people. I mean, you talk about the Mainers and, and some really wonderful people in this state mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm. True. We are definitely lucky to live here for sure. Yeah, I think we all feel that way for sure. I think I'll stay. Yeah, I think I'll stay too. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the caveat that we need a getaway place in somewhere warm. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. About February, you're looking for the escape hatch. That's sure. true. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for, for taking time out of your mm-hmm. day and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll have links to Kevin's website and, and, and social media and all that uh, in the show notes. So please be sure to reach out to him for your commercial uh, real estate and also um, and management and residential needs. Thank you again, Kevin. This has been very educational for us and been a lot of fun as well. Yeah, thanks for sharing your story with us. I feel like we've learned a lot uh, and this is always nice to feel like we just learn something every time we do these podcasts. So we Mm -hmm. really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it too. And I I believe that we all learn something when we have conversations. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. So you have a great rest of your day, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. (laughs) 